This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 246. So today is Sunday, May 1st, 2022. And as usual, I'm covering the weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon rumors, Nikon rumors, Fuji rumors, and Sony Alpha rumors. Now, I did want to remind my listeners, don't forget, next Sunday, May 8th, is Mother's Day. So make sure you get those gifts ready for them, the cards, the flowers. Take them out for a fantastic dinner. All right, let's get on to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. First up, Canon wins patent for its shoulda, coulda super telephoto designs. Remember back to the good old days of March 2021 when a glint of hope surfaced showing Canon was working on a set of completely new super telephoto designs. Well, Canon Rumors wrote then of three patent applications surfacing that showed big, beautiful, crazy aberration-free lenses ranging from a 200 f2 to an 800 f5.6. Well, that patent application has now been registered as an official Japanese patent. Each lens showed adapted designs using similar concepts rather than throwing in teleconverting groups to double the focal length. Everything else in the meantime went a little sideways. Canon recently opted to announce the release of differentially designed lenses employing magnification lens element groups on the existing 400-2.8 and 600-F4 options, both based on EF mount designs from a number of years ago. The expected image quality of the recently announced production lenses tipped off via the image height aberration graph shown in the relevant patents is a bit less than the quality suggested by the graphs in this new patent. The graph above shows the new patent 600mm version's expected variation from perfect straight vertical lines. The four types of aberration graphs look essentially like four straight vertical lines and can probably be considered functionally perfect. That said, the image quality of the newly announced super telephoto is expected to be hard or impossible to distinguish from that of earlier Canon designs, which will disappoint quite a few. Canon choosing instead to run with the older EF designs with quality munching teleconverting elements, the much higher pricing, the lack of RF mount features such as allowing integrated lens and sensor image stabilization, have caused the new production announcement to land with a bit of a thud at least among forum dwellers, and especially after Nikon launched and last week started delivering in some countries, it's short light, three times cheaper, 800mm f6.3. The lenses in the new patent, including the 200 f2, the 400 2.8, the 500 f4, and an 800 f5.6, and a 300 f2.8. Because the patent's lenses all adjusted the design to the relevant focal length, none of those would produce manufacturing efficiencies compared to the announced lenses, which share many elements. This is a cold comfort to Canon shooters who do not appear to be sharing in those efficiencies, the new versions costing roughly 20% more than the earlier models. 
And that's definitely some troubling news. I don't like the sounds of that, and I don't imagine many cannon shooters will either. Makes me kind of glad I switched from Canon to Fujifilm, but I'm not saying that to bash Canon. But I am much happier shooting Fujifilm, and so are my arms. Next, the Canon EOS R7 has been pushed to quarter four of 2022. Update, we have confirmed that the camera will be called the EOS R7, and it will come this year, quarter four being most likely. There were rumors that a Canon EOS R7, we're calling it that for now, would have been announced by now in a normal world anyway. We have been told that the Canon EOS R7 is scheduled for a quarter four of 2022 announcement. This tends to fall in line with the usual late August, early September announcements that Canon is known for. For the moment, specifications are scarce and we're unable to confirm what we do know at this time. Let's hope that changes in the near future. So it is interesting, and I believe, uh, according to past rumors, and it was always my speculation, if they are going to release an R7 body, it's going to be a crop body. So it's basically going to be the mirrorless replacement for the 7D and 7D Mark II. Next up, Canon's imaging unit grew, profits shrunk on costs, various measures coming. And news that will hearten Canon shooters, the firm indicated in its quarterly results that parts availability is improving. And news that probably won't hearten Canon shooters, the company said it expected double-digit profit growth in future quarters as negative impact of cost increase is absorbed through various measures. Of course, one such measure could be charging $17,000 for a lens. Increased costs were the largest factor in shrinking Canon's quarter one profits, despite increasing revenue by about 6% for the imaging division. Profits in that sector shrunk by 26%. Similar uh, dynamics appeared in other divisions. From Canon, quote, demand mainly coming from professionals and advanced amateurs continues to be strong as full-frame mirrorless cameras released by each company stimulate the market. As a result, we expect the 2022 market to grow by 5% compared to last year to 5.65 million units, which also includes some carryover from last year due to supply shortages. In the first quarter, unit sales of interchangeable lens cameras were below those of last year due to product supply shortages. However, sales increased due to a rise in average selling prices as we prioritize the supply of high-end models such as the EOS R5 and R6 and are also due to significantly increase sales of RF lenses. For the full year, even as the shortage of parts continues, we will continue to increase our product supply by using parts secured through purchases from new suppliers or by switching to alternative parts. At the same time, we will work to achieve our aim of sales and profit growth, fulfilling back orders to sell 3 million units, 10% more than last year. This year as well, we will promote the enhancement of our lineup of camera bodies and interchangeable lenses, which include two new super telephoto fixed focal length RF lenses that were announced in February. As long as telephoto lenses with focal lengths of 1200 millimeters and 800 millimeters, these lenses are extremely compact and lightweight, features that are expected to contribute to more people purchasing them. Going forward, we will continue to enhance the overall value of the R system, including bodies and lenses, to solidify our position as a top manufacturer of mirrorless cameras. 
Canon intends to make up lost ground on profits for the imaging division, forecasting a roughly 20% increase from last year's figures on top of a new revenue uh, revenue increase of 15%. These forecasts are improved from last quarter's forecast, indicating Canon sees a generally better environment for its FY 2022. Canon expects the camera market to grow 5% to 5.65 million units. It indicated that its sales growth is predicated on its expected increase availability or ability to secure parts. Camera sales were up 6% year over year and are expected to be up by 15% by the end of the year. Lenses were actually down in sales by 9% in the first quarter, but are expected to bounce back to a 10% increase over fiscal year 2021 by the end of the year. Lots appears to depend on the production rates and depending on the parts supply. So definitely some interesting news. We'll have to see if this does pan out for Canon as 2022 rolls along. Hopefully all of the manufacturers will be able to start securing more parts from new suppliers or old suppliers that are finally able to ramp up their production now that the situation globally is getting better. Unconfirmed Canon EOS R7 specifications. This is a CR1, which means take all of this with a grain of salt because it's nothing super, 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 super confirmed yet. Specifications for the Canon EOS R7 are few and far between, and unfortunately unconfirmed at this time. However, these are the specifications that I have recently received. Uh, 32 megapixel APS-C backside illuminated image sensor, 20 frames per second, Digix 10 processor or Digix X, however you want to call it, one CF Express and one SD card slot, 4K at 60 frames per second, 1080p at 240 frames per second, C-Log 3, the latest hot shoe technology, in other words, the multifunction shoe of the R3, a combination of ergonomics from the R6 and R5, to be announced in August of 2022. We will confirm specifications as soon as we're able to, so please take this information with some skepticism, as I told you at the start of the article. Stock notice, refurbished Canon RF 100 to 500 F45 to 71L ISUSM for 2609. The Canon USA store has the refurbished lens in stock. These can still be quite hard to find lenses. The RF 100-500 F45-71 LISUSM key features. High performance L-series versatile super telephoto zoom RF lens. Optical image stabilization with up to five stops of shape correction. High speed smooth and quiet autofocus with dual nano USM. Minimum focusing distance of 2.95 feet or 0.9 meters. 12-pin communication system, dust and weather resistant with fluorine coating. One Super UD and six UD lenses. Zoom focal length, focal length of 100 to 500 millimeters. And you can grab one at the Canon USA store for $2,609, but you're going to want to act quickly because as I've told you many times before, the refurbished lenses on Canon USA tend to sell very quickly, especially when they're L lenses. Next up, patent. Canon patents RF 200mm F2LIS, the RF 300mm F2.8 LIS, and the RF 500mm F4LIS optical formulas. 
Canon is obviously working on RF mount versions of the legendary EF 200 millimeter, 300 millimeter, or 500 millimeter IS lenses. I expect the 300 to 500 lenses to be announced in late 2022 or in early 2023. As for the RF 200 millimeter F2 LIS, maybe further down the road, as it's a pretty niche lens. So key specifications, the Canon RF 200 millimeter F2 LIS USM, focal length 200 millimeters, F number 2.06, half angle of view is 6.17 degrees, image height 2164 millimeters, lens overall length 196.01 millimeters, with a back focus of 38.5 millimeters. For the RF 300 millimeter F2.8 LIS USM, focal length 292.53 millimeters, F number 2.90, half angle of view 4.23 degrees, image height 2164 millimeters, lens overall length 273.92 millimeters, with a back focus of 76.35 millimeters. And for the Canon RF 500mm F4L ISUSM, focal length 489.05 millimeters, F number 4.12, half angle of view 2.53 degrees, image height 2160.64 millimeters, lens overall length 411.08 millimeters with a back focus of 100 millimeters. So definitely some interesting new lens patent formulas from Canon which will probably eventually turn into production lenses. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, is Canon actually going to launch RFS lenses alongside the EOS R7? We have heard from a couple of trustworthy sources that Canon plans to launch two RFS lenses alongside the Canon EOS R7 this year. At this time, we do not know what the lenses will be, but we have had Canon RF 18-45, F4-5.6 ISSTM on our roadmap for a long time. Could this be an RF-S lens? Canon Rovers in the past has been of the opinion that the RFS lenses don't make much sense, but we can't be right all of the time. If there are some interesting designs and form factors, they could be a good addition to the RF mount lineup more to come as it becomes available. Now, I do agree with Canon Rumors' original assessment, and I have for the longest time, ever since RF actually started. I've always felt it was a mistake for Canon to make both EF and EFS lenses. I think it would be a mistake to do RF and RFS lenses. You don't need them. Just do low-cost RF lenses like they've already been doing for the crop body shooters. They've got quite a few high quality silver band lenses, which are low cost, excellent quality lenses for your amateurs and hobbyists and people that just want to take casual photographs of their kids playing sports. They don't need an RFS line. So if you're listening, Canon, and I highly doubt they are, don't waste your time. Spend your research and development money developing only one line of RF lenses. That's my two cents. All right, now we're going to head on over to Nikon rumors for this week. First up, Nikon Corp is now a quote strong buy at Zach's Equity Research. Nikon Corporation is now a strong buy according to Zach's Equity Research. They recently moved the stock to a Zach's rank number one strong buy. 
Quote, Nikon Corporation could be a solid addition to your portfolio given its recent upgrade to a Zax rank number one. This upgrade primarily reflects an upward trend in earnings estimates, which is one of the most powerful forces impacting stock prices. This company is expected to earn $0.92 cents per share for the fiscal year ending in March 2022, which represents a year-over-year change of 203.4%. Analysts have been steadily raising their estimates for Nikon Corp. over the past three months. The Zacks consensus estimate for the company has increased 21.8%. The upgrade of Nikon Corp to a Zacks ranked number one position in it in the top 5% of the Zacks covered stocks in terms of estimated revisions, implying that the stock might move higher in the near term. So that is some good news. As I've said many times before, I was starting to get worried that Nikon might go the way of the dodo bird, but it looks like they're finally getting things turned around. They really hit a home run with their Z9 release and I'm happy for them. Like I said, I never wanted to see them go out of business. They're one of the two oldest camera companies in the world. Next up, Nikon released new firmware updates for the 24 to 120 millimeter, the 100 to 400 Z lenses, and the P1000 camera. Nikon just released new firmware updates for these items. Here are the details. The Nikkor Z 24-120 F4S lens firmware update version 1.10. The lens now supports options for focus ring rotation range in the camera custom menu, uh, custom settings menu, in addition to non-linear. When a linear option is selected, rotating the focus ring, the selected amount in manual focus mode will take the lens for the minimum from the minimum focus distance to infinity, regardless of the speed with which the ring is rotated. Added support for the switch focus control ring rolls feature in the camera custom settings menu. Quote, as of April 2022, the cameras that support these options are from C, firmware version 2.00, the Z9, and from C, firmware version 1.40 on the Z7 and 6 Mark IIs. Nikkor Z 100-400mm f4.5-5.6 BRS lens, firmware update version 1.10. The lens now supports options for focus ring rotation range in the camera setting custom uh, custom settings menu in addition to non-linear, basically the same as the previous lens, and the same full details as the previous 24 to 120 lens. For the Nikon Coolpix P1000 firmware update version 1.6, reinstated the following fix, which introduced with firmware version 1.3, but omitted from firmware versions 1.4 and later. Fixed an issue in which picture shot using continuous H or continuous L with 3264 selected for ISO sensitivity in the modes P, S, A, and M were recorded at ISO 1600 instead of at the value shown in the shooting display. The Nikkor Z 100-400 millimeter pre-orders can be found at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Wex UK, Calumet DE, Photocotch DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, and Camera Canada. The Nikkor Z 24 to 120 millimeter pre-orders are available at all of the same retailers. Next up, new TT Artisan 7 Artisan Viltrox and Lawa Lens Promotions. All TT Artisan products, lenses, light meters, and adapter rings are currently 12% off only at the official TT Artisan online store. They offer both APS-C and full-frame lenses for the Nikon Z mount. 
Seven Artisans also has a 12% sale. They offer APS-C and full-frame lenses for the Nikon Z-mount. Some Viltrox mirrorless lenses are also on sale 5 to 15% off. Lawa Optics also has a special promotion on their Lawa macro lenses available only in the USA at Adorama and B&H Photo. This promotion includes several Nikon Z and F-mount lenses and will expire on May 16th. Here are the details. The 600mm F2.8 and EF, F, A, K, and E mount, $399, regular price, sale price, $359. The 15mm F4 for all of the same mounts plus the L mount, regularly $499, now $449. The 25mm F2.8, available in EF, F, K, E, R, F, Z, and L lens, uh, lens mounts, normally $399 on sale for $359. The 100mm F2.8 and EF, F, E, R, F, Z, L, and K mount, normally $499 on sale for $449. The 65mm F2.8 and X, EOS, M, E, and Z mount, normally $399 on sale for $359. Their 50mm F2.8 Micro Four Thirds mount, uh, regularly $399 on sale for $359. The 85mm F5.6 and E, Z, R, F, or L mount, normally $449 on sale for $399. Their 85mm F5.6 and the M mount is normally $499, sale price $449. Their 24mm F, not sure if that's supposed to be 1.4. It looks like 14, but that can't be right. I'm going to say 1.4 in the EF, F, E, K, L, Z, and RF mount, normally $1,599 on sale for $1,449. Their 24mm F1.4 and PL, E, F, and E cinema mount, normally $1,799 on sale for $1,599. So... Uh, oh, actually, I take that back. It is an F14 lens. That's their uh, bullet style uh, two times macro probe lens. So my apologies. I did not read that wrong the first time. It is 14 millimeter, uh, 14 F14. <laughs> my bad. Next up, the Nikon Nikkor Z 800 millimeter F63 VRPFS lens is now shipping in the U.S. with the first unboxing video. Uh, let's see, it's now shipping the U.S. Uh, ta -da, ta -da, ta -da. You can check pricing and availability in the Americas at Adorama, Amazon, B&H Photo, Paul's Photo, Service Photo, and Camera Canada. In Europe at Wex UK, Park Cameras UK, Jessup's UK, Calumet DE, Calumet NL, Photocot DE, and Photo Earnhardt DE. Amazon has a used 800mm Z lens priced at $9,794.95 from a gray market dealer. And the first unboxing video is from the official Paul's Photo YouTube channel. You can check it out for yourself in this article in today's show notes. Nikon Z9 shipping date now listed as July 10, 2022 at Adorama. Adorama has updated their website and is now showing shipping dates for the Z9 as July 10th of 2022. I did not see any changes in other Z9 listings. Z9 can be pre-ordered in the U.S. at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Paul's Photo, Service Photo. In Europe, at Calumet NL, Calumet DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, Photo Koch DE, and Wex UK. And in Canada, at Camera Canada. 
Next up, Nikon Z9 online training masterclass at Kelby One with Moose Peterson and Nikon Z9 boot camp with Steve Simon. The Nikon Z9 masterclass by Kelby One with Moose Patterson uh, covers the beginning. The instructor introduces the class and discusses what will be covered in the lessons that follow. Next, more on buttons. Learning the buttons on the outside of the camera is the place to start customizing the camera to make it your own. Then you have photo shooting menu, dive into the key photo shooting menu options. Video recording menu, Moose explains the key video recording menu options. Custom settings menu, the custom settings menu is where you can really make the camera your own. Playback menu, learn the important settings for controlling playback. Setup menu, Moose dives into the key setup menu settings. Network menu, explore the network settings to control connectivity with the camera. My Menu, the final way to customize the menu system is to fine-tune the My Menu screen. Z9 Autofocus, there are a lot of things to love about the Z9's AF. And in closing, Moose wraps up the class with some closing thoughts to help you get the most out of your new Z9 camera. Steve Simon Z9 Mastery Online Bootcamp. Date online Friday, May 6, 2022, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Europe, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Western Europe, 5 to 10 p.m. Eastern Europe. Uh, let's see, post-workshop. Okay, follow-up class included to be determined. Uh, genre, genre is Nikon Mastery, skill levels all. Includes three Nikon Z9 series setup cards, a detailed slide deck handout, and assorted Nikon Z9 PDFs. You also get the Z9 bin file, which lets you populate your Z9's body entire menu system, including all banks in less than a second, using the Z9 save load settings function. So definitely some interesting training that you might want to check out for yourself if you're the happy owner or soon-to-be owner of the new Nikon Z9 camera. More discontinued Nikkor F-mount lenses. Two more lenses are no longer listed on the Nikon USA store. The AFS Nikkor 18-35mm F35-45 GED lens, product number 2207. And the Nikon AF Nikkor 20mm F2.8D lens, product number 1913. B&H still has the 20 millimeter still in stock, but strangely, it is not labeled as import or B-stock. It has a B&H warranty only. This seems to be their new designation for import or gray market products. They are not calling them imports anymore, but if you click on the product link, it will tell you that it's an import. Currently, only a limited number of Nikon F-mount lenses seem to be in stock. Many are back-ordered and out of stock. That doesn't include several out-of-stock lenses that are still listed but are actually discontinued. The good news is that this means that F-mount lenses are still selling because there were far more lenses in stock a few weeks ago, thanks to Zoet MB. And definitely not surprising that they continue to discount or to uh, discontinue F-mount lenses. And of course, Canon's going to continue doing the same thing with their EF and EFS glass. It just makes sense now that both companies have fully embraced mirrorless cameras technology and their new mirrorless lenses. And last for Nikon rumors for this week, check out the latest Kickstarter projects compatible with Nikon cameras. You have the H&Y Revoring 
uh, Swift filters, the world's first magnetic modular filter system. Uh, the Trexo slider, world's most compact camera slider. The Pinhole Pro Max, world's most advanced pinhole lens. And the Benro uh, Oreo, or I don't know how you pronounce that. Modular three-in-one drop-in filter adapter system for Nikon Z to F and Nikon Z to EF. Now, keep in mind, folks, I've warned you many, many times, Kickstarter is not an online store. When you give your money on there, you're pledging your money to back the product, which means you're hoping that they'll bring these products to market. Sometimes you lose your money. Most of the time you don't, but it can happen. So you have been warned. All right, now we're going to head on over to Fuji Rumors and see what Patrick has for us for this week. First up, wow, a 65mm f2.8, two times ultra macro APO, now $40 off. Normal price for this lens is $399, but right now you can get it for $359. They launched the $40 rebate on the, uh, for the Fujifilm X-mount model. The Lala 65mm f2.8 macro save $40 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The deal is not available directly at the Phoenix Optics store. So keep that in mind. If you want the discount, you got to buy it from one of those retailers, not their store. Next up, Fujifilm USA now selling refurbished gear. Fujifilm USA has now set up a page where they sell refurbished gear. You can access the page at the link in this article in the show notes. Given the lack of deals currently, except for this one, buy refurbished is a great way to save some money. Now I'm going to look for a slightly used Fujifilm X-H2S prototype for sale. <laughs> With a winking smiley face. Oh, Patrick, you kill me sometimes, buddy. <laughs> Next up, rumor Fujifilm XHS2 or XH2S vertical battery grip options with significant price difference. We recently told you that Fujifilm will offer two grip options for the Fujifilm XH2 cameras. One of the cameras is to be called the Fujifilm XH2S. Well, when we shared that rumor, the speculations went really wild. Make sure to check them out at the accompanying link. Today, we could add another puzzle piece to the vertical grip rumors. One grip will be significantly more expensive than the other. So I guess those who speculated one grip will be black and the other silver were incorrect. It looks like there is a lot more to it. Feel free to follow Fuji Rumors to find out more in the days and weeks to come. Now, let me give you my two cents on this, and this is just my speculation. I think the reason why one of the battery grips is going to be considerably more expensive is Fuji might have decided to release a battery grip for the X-H2 cameras that has built-in LAN port and maybe even built-in FTP file transfer like Canon did. If you remember, when Canon came out with the R5 and R6, they released two battery grips. The basic battery grip would work with both cameras. But their more expensive $1,000 battery grip would only work with the R5 and had a built-in LAN port as well as built-in FTP file transfer software technology. And like I said, it was $1,000 versus the standard battery grip that fit both cameras, which was like three dollars or $400. So it might be that Fujifilm was doing something like this for the X-H2, but we'll have to wait and see. But that would be my thought on why one battery grip would be considerably more expensive. 
Fujifilm sets its highest record with 24 products winning the If Design Award. Plenty of Fujifilm products have been awarded with the If Design Award. In terms of photographic gear, the winners are the Instax Mini, this uh, Lip Play Link, and Beige Gold, the Hybrid Insta Camera, Instax Mini Evo, Mirrorless Digital Camera, the Fujifilm GFX 100S, and the GFX 50S Mark II. Digital camera, the Fujifilm X100V. Mirrorless digital camera, the Fujifilm X-E4. Interchangeable lens for X-Series or mirrorless digital cameras, the Fujinon lens XF 18mm F1.4 RLMWR. The 23mm F1.4 RLMWR. And the 33mm F1.4 RLMWR. Interchangeable lens for X-Series of mirrorless digital cameras, the Fujinon lens XF70-300 F4-5.6 RLOISWR. And the interchangeable lens for GFX series of mirrorless digital cameras, the Fujinon lens GF80mm F1.7 RWR. And interchangeable lens for GFX series of mirrorless digital cameras, the Fujinon lens GF35-70 f45 to 56 wr uh wow so they won a lot of awards with their gear for this year and good for them uh fuji makes fantastic gear i am not the least bit disappointed that i switched to all fuji notice regarding supply of hybrid instant camera the instax mini evo Fujifilm has issued an official statement and an apology regarding delivery delays in the Fujifilm Instax Mini Evo. The Instax Mini Evo was an extraordinary winner for Fujifilm, so much so that despite their best efforts, Fujifilm can't keep up with demand. You can order them in the USA at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama, and in Europe at Amazon DE, Calumet DE, Amazon UK, Amazon Italy, France, and Spain. And I'm going to take a break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back, and now I'm going to continue with the actual press release. Notice regarding supply of hybrid Instacamera, Checky, C-H-E-K-I, and the Instax Mini Evo. Dated April 26, 2022. Thank you for your continued patronage of Fujifilm products. The hybrid Instacameras, Chike and Instax Mini Evo, have been very well received since their launch in December of 2021. And sales have continued to greatly exceed the initial expectations, and production has not yet caught up. We have already increased the production of this product in order to deliver the product as soon as possible, but it may take some time to deliver the product to the customer, depending on the situation of parts procurement. We deeply apologize for any inconvenience caused to our customers. Thank you for your understanding and forgiveness. And that's from their products department. That's an official Fujifilm press release. And it's understandable. 
as I said many times before, all of the camera companies are struggling to procure parts right now. Next up, H&Y Revoring Swift System Announcement, the world's first modular magnetic filter system. This system has just been launched on Kickstarter, which I mentioned a moment ago in the last segment. It's the world's first magnetic modular system for photographers and filmmakers. Of course, it comes with a hefty Kickstarter launch discount if you decide to back the project. Down below is a video introduction. You can see it mounted also on the Fujifilm X-T4. And for the full details, you can access the dedicated Kickstarter page at the link in this article in the show notes. H&Y is obviously a well-known and established brand that sells its products, also a B&H photo, Amazon US, and all over the world. So yes, even though I've warned you and I'm warning you again about the dangers of putting up your money on Kickstarter, H&Y is a very reputable company that's been around for quite a long time, and I believe they've done a few Kickstarters in the past, and all of them have launched successfully. So you're probably pretty safe betting your money on this project if you're interested, but I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying, if you decide to back it, you're probably going to get the product within a reasonable amount of time. Fujifilm Fujichrome Velvia 50mm LF sheet film shipments to end this month. Press release, thank you for your continued patronage of Fujifilm products. This is April 28th, 2022, Google Translated. By the way, on October 15th, 2021, we announced the end of shipments of the Fujichrome Velvia 50 professional cut 4x5 size. But since we received orders at a faster pace than expected after that, we will end shipping this month. Uh, let's see. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience, but thank you for your patience and your continued patronage. You can order this sheet film of B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and eBay as well. So it looks like that product just ended yesterday, April 30th. Breaking Fujifilm to release a Fujidon XF 150 to 600 millimeter F5.6 to 8 in XF 200 millimeter F2 alike color. Thanks to our sources, we can now report the aperture range of the Fujidon XF 150-600, a lens that has been initially leaked here on Fuji Rumors back in January of 2021, and Fujifilm officially disclosed in September of 2021. According to the information provided to us, thanks by the way, Fujifilm will release the Fujidon XF 150-600. It will be similar in color to the existing Fujidon XF 200 F2. Back in 2021, Fujifilm did provide us with some technical sketches about this lens, and we used it to make a size comparison to the Fujinon XF100-400 f4.5-5.6 and the 200mm f2. You can see that size comparison at a link in this article in the show notes. And to be clear, the image above is just a rendering based on the technical sketch of Fujifilm XF150-600 provided to us directly by Fujifilm. So shape and size are identical to what Fujifilm already disclosed. We just have it rendered in white here and mounted on a Fujifilm X-H1 camera. There will be more rumors about this lens coming in the near future, so make sure you stay tuned. And this lens has got me excited. Um, I kicked around the idea down the road of whether or not I wanted to get the 50 to 140 or the 100 to 400. I'd love to have both those lenses, but with my arm issues, I don't know if they'd be too heavy. 
Um, I've heard from a lot of people that they are heavy. Now, this one's a bit of a bigger lens as far as overall reach, but an F5, 6 to 8 might not be quite as heavy to lug around. But I'll have to wait until it's officially announced and see what the weight of this beast is going to be. Because I would love to have a 150 to 600 again. I used one of those lenses for a long time when I shot Canon and always loved it. Rumor, Mikkei, 135 millimeter X-mount lens coming July, August. To fit Fujifilm X-mount. Mikkei is not new when it comes to offering very affordable lenses for the Fujifilm X-mount. On the long end, our current offering stops at 85 millimeters. However, we have received information, thanks, that Mikkei will launch a 135mm lens for the Fujifilm X-mount this July or August. Down below is the list of currently available Mikkei X-mount lenses. They got the 10mm T2.2, the 25, 35, 50, 65, and 85mm all T2.2 cinema lenses. Then you have the 6.5mm f2.0. You got the 6 to 11 millimeter F35 fisheye. Then you have the 8 millimeter F35, the 12 millimeter F28, the 25 millimeter F095, the 25 millimeter F1.8, the 25 F2, the 25 T2.2, the 28 F2.8, the 3514, the 3517, the 5017, the 50 F2, and the Mikkei 85mm. F2.8. So it looks like Mikkei is going to keep cranking out lenses for Fujifilm X-mount. And that's got myself and probably all of the X-shooters really excited. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, Biltrox 23mm, 33mm, 56mm F1.4 limited edition white lenses launched. Now, Viltrex has launched a limited white edition of these lenses for the Fujifilm X-Series. There are a total of 500 lenses available worldwide. And you can check them out at this link in the article in the show notes. They are also offering the uh, some other lenses for the Fujifilm X-Mount, the 1314, the 2314, the 3314, the 5614, and the 85 F1.8 Mark II. These are all autofocus lenses. They do communicate fully with the camera body. And I currently have the 33 and absolutely love it. So these can, all these lenses can be bought. Uh, the standard lenses can be bought at the Viltrox store, BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Per Gear. The 23 and 33 are available at eBay as well. I'm kind of torn on this. Um, I don't think this was a good idea. I could see doing them a, doing a limited edition red, capital R-E-D, red lenses, and they were red in color, and they looked gorgeous. But to be honest, these white lenses are too white. I mean, these are pure snow white in color. And I think that's a bad thing because I think they're either possibly going to yellow or they're going to get really grungy and dirty looking fairly quick. I think it would have been a better idea if they went with the same off-white color that Canon and Sony use for their white lenses instead of going with a pure snow white color. I mean, white as white can be. These lenses are so white, they probably glow in the dark, to be honest. I don't think that was a good call, Viltrox. I think you should have rethought that one a little bit before you released these lenses. But that's just my opinion. 
All right, now we're going to head over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap up this week. First up, Press Tech, Sony Electronics introduces new FE 24-70mm F2.8 GM Mark II, the world's smallest and lightest F2.8 standard zoom lens. Sony Electronics introduced this new lens, uh, the newest G Master Series lens in Sony's mirrorless E-mount lineup with industry-leading optical design, unique actuator technologies, and advanced autofocus, and more. So, from their official press release, let's see here. Um, okay. The FE 24-72.8 GM2 is great for a compact yet versatile setup and allows users to capture extremely sharp, detailed imagery for both stills and video. The new lens features high resolution across the frame, even with the aperture wide open. A completely redesigned optical path features five spherical elements, including two high-precision XA, or extreme spherical elements. The FE 24-70 Mark II also includes two ED, or extra-low dispersions, plus two super-ED glass elements. Combined with a new floating focus mechanism, the lens effectively controls chromatic aberration, astigmatism, distortion, and coma, so that outstanding resolution is achieved throughout the image area at all zoom and aperture settings. Even when shooting in challenging lighting conditions, the 24-70 Mark II achieves excellent clarity by effectively subduing flare and ghosting. This is thanks to Sony's original Nano AR coating Mark II, which produces a uniform anti-reflecting coating on the lens surface. The 24-70 Mark II also produces stunning bokeh throughout the zoom ranges with beautiful, almost perfectly circular, circular bokeh with its advanced optical design and a newly developed 11-blade aperture unit. This 24-70 lens uh, delivers outstanding close-up performance with a minimum focusing distance of 8.25 inches or 0.21 meters at 24 millimeters and 12 inches or 0 0.30 meters at 70 millimeters and with a maximum magnification of 0.32 times. The 24-70 Mark II achieves reliable focus by using four of Sony's original XD or Extreme Dynamic linear motors, a floating focus mechanism, and advanced lens control, even with shooting a fast-moving subject. In addition, the lens supports up to 30 frames per second continuous shooting for stills and 4K 120p video recording with autofocus. The 24-70 Mark II enables full AF tracking performance even when shooting stills with the aperture stopped down, making it possible to use deeper depth of field to ensure that moving subjects remain in sharp focus when shooting continuously. The lens's AF tracking performance while zooming is approximately two times better than the previous model. Let's see, with its con uh, constant F2.8 maximum aperture, astounding AF performance, versatile control, and solid reliability, the 24-70 Mark II is designed for all types of video applications. The 24-70 Mark II offers extremely quiet AF operation thanks to the XD linear motors and a newly developed aperture unit. Using the latest lens technology, the 24-70 Mark II reduces focus breathing, focus shift, and axle shift when zooming for smooth video footage. This lens also supports the breathing compensation function provided in compatible Alpha Series cameras. As an added benefit for advanced video creation, the newest lens includes linear response MF or manual focus, 
That ensures high repeatability when focusing manually as the focus ring responds directly and repeatedly to subtle control. It also carries an aperture ring, making manual aperture iris control fast, direct, and easy. The dedicated iris ring enables clickless control to achieve smooth depths of field transitions. Uh, let's see, designed to be perfectly paired with Sony's compact Alpha system E-mount cameras, the Mark II is the world's smallest and lightest 24-70 f2.8 lens in its class and offers unprecedented shooting flexibility and freedom in a wide range of situations. The Mark II weighs just 24.6 ounces or 695 grams or approximately 20% less than the original 24-70 G Master. The lens length has been reduced by 16 millimeters and overall volume has been reduced by approximately 18%. The new Mark II was developed based on feedback from professionals to offer even better control and usability than the preceding models. This model includes zoom smoothness, switch to adjust zoom ring torque, either tight or smooth. A newly added aperture ring with click on off switch and iris lock switch. Two customizable focus hold buttons, the focus ring that responds directly and linear, linearly to subtle control when focusing manually. New lens hood design with opening to control circular polarizing filters uh, with a 82 millimeter diameter. The center of gravity back toward the mount for improved handling and operation. An updated dust and moisture resistance design provides extra reliability for outdoor use in challenging conditions. The buttons and switches are fitted with rubber gaskets and a rubber ring seals the, uh, seals the lens mount. The front lens element also features a fluorine coating that repels water, oil, and other contaminants while making it easier to wipe off any contaminants or fingerprints that become attached to the lens surface. The Mark II will be available in June for approximately $2,300 U.S. and $3,000 Canadian and will be sold at a variety of Sony authorized dealers throughout North America. For detailed product information, you can visit the U.S. and the Canadian website for this lens at the links in this article in the show notes. So it looks like this is probably going to be a super popular 24 to 70 with all that it offers over the previous edition. Uh, Sony's 24-70 Mark II lens pre-orders open in EU, Canada, and Australia. USA will open the pre-orders later today. Now, this is from April 28th, but elsewhere, you can buy the lens right now. In the USA, you'll be able to pre-order a B&H photo, Adorama, Amazon, and Henry CA. In the EU, at PhotoCotch.de, Calumet.de, PhotoEarnhardt.de, Wex UK, and in Asia, at Camera Pro AUS. So now you can place your pre-orders. And the pre-orders have officially opened in the U.S. as well. You can buy the lens for $2,298 at all of the previous retailers that I mentioned a moment ago. And there is also an official YouTube video on the lens from Potato Jet. Kind of a weird YouTube name, but hey, whatever. New EU deals save 100 euros on two Tamron E-mount lenses. You can save 100 euro on the Tamron 17-28 FE lens sold by Amazon Germany, 
You can save nearly 100 euros on the Tamron 17 to 70 E lens sold by Amazon Germany. You can save 250 euro on the Sony 12 to 24 G lens sold by Amazon Spain. There are also a ton of new deals. Check out the Sony deal pages at Calumet DE, Earnhardt DE, Koch DE, and Wex UK. Next up, 50% off on this modular camera battery charger for Sony if you use the secret code on Amazon US. Use this code at checkout 50U72G5 to save 50% on these chargers sold on Amazon US. The XTAR SN4 modular camera battery charger for Sony that is capable of four batteries, or the XTAR SN4 modular camera battery charger for Sony, two battery capacity. And there's also an accompanying YouTube video from Dustin Abbott that you can check out for yourself. And last from Sony Alpha rumors for this week, the enthusiastic Sony 24 to 70 Mark II reviews from the faux blographer, petapixel, lens tip, and amateur photographer. These bloggers that had a chance to test the new lens are very enthusiastic about it. The amateur photographer concludes, quote, a 24 to 70 28 will always be one of the most popular lenses produced for any lens mount. It forms the staple of many kits for professionals, while for enthusiasts, it may well be the only lens they ever buy. It is an investment and a worry when new lens promises to be smaller and lighter. As we know, thanks to the laws of physics, there are often compromises to get the lens there. Mirrorless cameras promised that we would have smaller and lighter lenses where chromatic aberration so, uh, curvilinear distortion and vignetting were the foe of film shooters. The computational power of digital cameras can swipe them away. Combined with leap in lens technology, this allows us to have impressive lenses in smaller and lighter shells than ever before. Purists might not like the fact that cameras now do some of the heavy lifting, but photographers make a living based on the results and not by analyzing the raw optical formula. So the FE24-70 Mark II is a great lens. If size and weight matter to you, it is worth consideration over its predecessor. It could genuinely replace some prime lenses if larger F1.4 or 1.8 apertures aren't essential for you. It is simply that good in resolution, both the center and the edges. From the Phobographer concludes, quote, the Sony 24-70 Mark II is an excellent lens for a professional photographer that wants the cleanest, most sterile images possible. This has to be Sony's mission since the start. It removes any issues with lens flare, all aberrations, and gives you a clinically perfect lens. While doing this, they cut down the size and weight. Objectively speaking to how photography has been presented for years, the Sony 24-70 Mark II is a winner. But if you're looking for something with more soul, I'd suggest looking at Tamron and other brands instead. Either way, the 24-70 Mark II deserves its Editor's Choice Award because it's so darn good. We're also giving it five out of five stars. And from Petapixel, they conclude, quote, the 24-70 Mark II makes significant upgrades to the outer body by giving shooters many new ways to control the lens. 
It's also shorter and lighter despite the addition of two elements and changing the autofocus motor system entirely. As a Mark II lens, it delivers updates that will make it a compelling workhorse contender for the next six years. And last, from lens tip, they conclude, quote, to sum up, our first impressions are very positive. Of course, a comprehensive assessment of the new Sony lens will be possible only when its final specimen arrives at, to our office and goes through our full testing procedure. To be honest, we can hardly wait. And that's all the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that's going to wrap up episode 246 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, like them, share them out, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And just to let my listeners know, uh, for my photography projects, Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania, I decided this past week that I'm going to phase out their social media and their YouTube channels. I, it's just too much. I don't have time to deal with all of them, plus the Liam Photography YouTube channel and the podcast and my IT job and my real estate job and photography job. I just don't have time for all of it, so... I'm going to slowly move all of the YouTube videos from the Pennsylvania Project and the Georgia Project into the Liam Photography YouTube channel and then close those two channels down. So just to let you know, if you have been supporting those projects by watching the videos and, and uh, visiting the websites, I appreciate it. The project's two websites will stay online for a while yet. I've got to check. I can't remember when I got to renew the domains. But I may uh, buy a new domain and combine the two projects into a single project website. I'm not sure yet. So stay tuned on that. All right, I'm out of here, folks. I will see you again on Thursday.